magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. If you are a regular listener, you know we missed last week. Yeah, and if you're not, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy it. Yes, we really do. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome also to the middle of Mercury retrograde. Actually, more than halfway through. We're making Mm. it through. It's a rough one, right? I mean, well, for me, it's not rough in the way of like travel and mechanics. It's like deep emotional excavation in the middle of it i can't even see the big picture but Mm, i'm feeling it are you feeling it oh yeah yeah um also i think that like channy nicholas on her app um which she's a great astrologer if you don't haven't heard of her um she um has on her app that mercury retrograde goes till november 6th so i think she's like counting the shadow period Hmm. You know what? I never do that because because to me, I mean, this is just me. I I was born during Mercury retrograde and I enjoy it, even though I'm complaining about it. I didn't really mean to complain about it. I just meant to say, like, this is happening. I'm in it. I'm feeling it. Um, But even though I'm feeling it and I'm feeling the emotions of it, I like it. I still like it. And I think like the shadow period people talk about it, but I don't really I never really notice it. So that's why I don't really think about it. I do. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people before, do. And I notice after. I always feel like I'm experiencing whatever astrologically is coming up like the week before anyway. Oh, like yeah. with everything that happens. I'm like, yeah. And I'm basically like ahead is what yeah. I'm saying. Like I'm more <laughs> You're involved like an early than everyone. With the energy. You're, that's why you do the energy report because you are sensing oh, it yeah, coming that's through. True. I'm like, look, I'll tell you what happened because this is what's – no, I'm just kidding. I actually feel like a late bloomer in many things. But re- regardless, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, just that I feel it. Yeah. And I feel like it's really happening. I mean, just like I won't – spoiler alert, but like for everybody, it just seems like it's up for everybody, specifically around relationships. Uh-huh. It's like – and it's Libra season, so that makes sense. Yeah. It's just a lot. Um, we don't. You probably don't want to talk in detail about your what's happening. I'm guessing. Well, I mean, I will say that I the reason why we skipped a week was because I went back home to my hometown and stayed with my dad and cleared clutter from his house because he's not a dirty person, but he mm-hmm. is not a guy who gets rid of stuff. He just yeah. doesn't. Apparently. This is true for his brothers also and was for his father. I talked to my family about this. They just, they don't get rid of stuff. And so I was like, no one's going to get rid of this stuff except me. So I planned a trip to go do his clutter clearing and I succeeded. I was very proud of myself. It took a long time. It took a lot of work. But I did it. But it it like, you know, clearing clutter, clearing literally ancestral clutter <laughs> was yes. like a, a yeah. deep, moved a lot of energy well you're always talking about how clutter you're always going on and on <laughs> you're always talking about how amazing clutter clearing yeah. is for clearing out energy like it brings stuff up and you're like literally in your family home yeah bring like yeah 
That's, exactly. That's a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really a lot. It still is a lot. It's still processing mm-hmm. through. I mean, like Ted is yeah. really getting tired of hearing clutter clearing stories. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, about the emotional stuff, though. Yeah, it's just yeah. like I feel like you, not just you, but anyone who would do that would like need a whole support system there mm-hmm. to deal with whatever's coming up throughout and after yeah yeah but it's good i feel like i did a large a big magical working yeah that's good yeah Yeah. i'll be very curious to see as you connect with the parts that come up like see also what comes in yeah totally yeah because like i've been oh my goodness so much i guess i i'm not gonna say one big i had a very good piece of news this week that you know about i'm not gonna say it yet till it's all done but um and i i feel like a lot of that is the result of I've been doing this excavation myself and there's been so much more self-love coming up, like so much more, like true, like just me hanging out with little me. So I'm almost going to cry right now. Uh. Like with my little me set, we're so, didn't get that love and just like really loving on all those ages. Yeah. And I've been going to my inner temple and just like, my God. I'm so, so I'll be talking about this later. But anyway, I'm going to be teaching a class and it's going to start with finding your inner temple. My inner, this inner temple is amazing for anything. Like I've been having trouble sleeping and I'll be, and I was like, oh, I'll go to my inner temple and just go to the sleep temple. Ah. And it's like, as soon as I walk in, I'm falling asleep. (laughs) I love this. Oh my God. It's amazing. (laughs) That is so Yeah. So much support. Um. But anyway, I was just going to say, this may sound random, but for me, were you done? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, We watched the Billie Eilish documentary. Have you seen that? I didn't know there was one. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was very emotional for me. (laughs) It brought up so much stuff. Like, Yeah. I mean, I have to, like, a lot of, I had a lot of processing Um. to do. Um, Like, because... Well, I'm going to try to keep it short, but I'll just say that, um, like, part of it is that it brought up a, well, okay, Uh, I'm not sure which part to address. You know what? I want to talk about this one part where, so she used to be obsessed with Justin Bieber, like, Her mom was talking about it and saying, like, they thought, she was like, I thought we were going to have to take her to therapy. Like, I'd be taking her to dance class and she would be bawling about how much she loved Justin Bieber and his music. And, you know, and she's like, we all went to all of his movies and, like, we were just like, it was like, it was the center of her life. And it reminded me, you know, that's how I felt about Rick Springfield. Yeah. Only my mother was not Billie Eilish's mother and she would yell at me, you are not going to marry Rick Springfield. Like, just <laughs> slam the door, which is so ridiculous. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm laughing. Like, no, it is funny because it's like, I mean... Come on, like obviously I'm not gonna marry Rick, Sp- but why do you have to tell me that? Like it was just another way that she would deny any dream I had. Right. She also told me you are not gonna be a tennis player, a professional oh. tennis player. There were so many things she told me I couldn't do, but that one in particular is very ridiculous. Like, come on, 
just let let the girl have her dream. Let her do her teenage thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, and he was Rick Springfield was thirty six at that time. Like, <laughs> obviously, I'm not marrying Rick Springfield. But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, cut, Billie Eilish obviously then <laughs> became very famous, and she. There was the scene where she went to Coachella and Justin Bieber, like they were actually like in the middle of all these people, like it was like cut off, like all the fans were behind borders, you know, whatever those things are. And then all of a sudden, Justin Bieber appeared and she had never met him. And she was famous at this point. Yeah, Billie Eilish was famous. So they were filming it and she just turned to see him and she, the look on her face, like she was like, she she froze like she didn't know how to handle it and so then he oh my god i'm gonna cry again i was bawling she he just stood there and like let her be where she was like he didn't go towards her he didn't he just like stood it felt like he was like really holding space for her to have that moment (laughs) and then she would like turn around it lasted like a minute or so like she'd turn around look at him and then duck again like and then she was smiling at him but like she couldn't go to him yet (laughs) and then finally like she was like she just went towards him with her arms open and hugged him and she just started bawling. Like Aww. she was crying. and he just held her for five minutes while she he just like there was no words. He just held her and like stroked her hair while she and she said that like every time she would start to get more like <gasps> like that again, he would just squeeze her tighter. Oh, that is so sweet. Oh my god. It was so healing for her, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> project all really this funny stuff to me, but it's really sweet too <laughs> i know it is ridiculous but but it also isn't because it was like my whole like i don't know so the reason i had to do a lot of digging and i'm not done <laughs> with everything that came up but it was like it brought up a lot of like feelings for me of like emptiness and loneliness and because when i was 15 like I really thought, like, if I could just have that, I'll be okay. Like, I mean, I was so, at that time in my life, my mom was so horrible to me. Like, mm-hmm. 100% rejected me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if if I could just, like, be famous, right. then yeah. I'll be okay. Then people will love me. Then I'll, if I could just be with Rick Springfield, I'll have love and everything will be okay. Yeah, like, then she'll see that I'm loved. Yeah. yeah, then I won't be lonely when really fame is like that kind of fame is like the most lonely. Yeah, I think you can now be. we know that as adults. Yes, yeah, but it, it still brought that feeling up for me. So I really had to talk to my 15 year old self a lot this week because it was really like that part still thinks that there's something that's gonna like save her mm. and like. It's hard to explain. It's like not even redeem. It's more like just like, oh, hey, like I see you and I love you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it felt what Justin Bieber was doing for her because he just like held. He just saw her where she was and didn't try to like, hey, what's up? Like, oh, come on. Come over here. Don't worry about it. Like there was none of that. He was just like. 
I'm here when you're ready. And then when she was, he just like uh, helped her process it. And then he wrote her this text about how much it meant to him, too. Aww. Oh, my God. The whole thing. Ugh. That's only one part of it. Anyway, you should watch it if you can handle it. <laughs> that is really sweet how your inner adolescent was just oh so like feeling that. Yeah. I mean, Rick Springfield was like the scent. I mean, when I met him, eventually, it was <laughs> did not have the same experience. But it just was like. Oh, my God. He was truly, like, the center of my world. Mm-hmm. Like, there was not one part of my wall that was did not have his picture on it. And the day I met you, when we did your <laughs> feng shui, I learned about this because you of had course. a picture of yourself meeting Rick Springfield. And so you told me about oh, it. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. tell me about this picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to know about <laughs> me, you have to know about that. <laughs> also, the weird thing is like he was kind of over at the time that I loved him so much. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't even at the height of his life. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Which is another part of it. This is, Okay, I'll stop talking about this. But the other part of it is like that I had like – this feeling of I can save you mm. like don't worry like because he was kind of over people were like what he's lame that's stupid and I was like no no mm-hmm. he like defending him was somehow like that protectiveness filling. was a part of it interesting yeah because yeah. I really wanted to save myself but I bet I like there's already to... there was like a codependency going on oh, with it. 100%. yeah yeah all right well that's that really deep stuff <laughs> Whew, very deep. Um, okay, we didn't even go over um, what we're talking about today before the show like we usually do. Oh, right. But, yeah, we have um, Vincent Hickenbotham on the show today talking yes. about his book, How Witchcraft Saved Me. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. He, I guess it's unfortunate it's not about how Rick Springfield saved him, but we'll, <laughs> or Justin we'll see Bieber. what happens. Or Justin Bieber, <laughs> the Biebs, or Billie Eilish, but we'll see what happens. All right, so I just want to say that um, I am going to be doing an energy healing class, an energy clearing class. I've been going in my temple, and I was directed by my guides. They were, like, showing me the steps of the class and it's very exciting we're going to start with clearing and creating your own inner temple so you can talk to your guides and stuff like that i have zero idea when i'm going to be doing this (laughs) i'm thinking before the end of the year but we'll see um but if you want to sign up for the wait list you'll be the first to know so you can go to my website highestlighthealing.com and there's a little button there and you can sign up for it what about you? Well, I am going to be reopening the doors to the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts very mm-hmm. soon. As mm-hmm. I think just a little while after Mercury goes direct, whatever that oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe um, maybe that you could wait till after the shadow if you wanted to. Oh, uh, to open to. it, reopen it? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? Well, yeah, we'll see. Because I am like, it, uh, since I got back from my hometown, I have... Yeah really been like you know what I'm gonna kind of take a step back I mean I'm not not doing work but I'm not like actively just every day getting to work so I might like slow some stuff down a little bit for a little Mm -hmm. while but we'll see but it will be not too long after Mercury goes direct anyway this is a really great um 
membership program. I love it so much. Yeah. Every Tuesday night we do web chats, which are um, like guided meditation ritual type stuff and on Zoom. And we talk about various topics and I do Q&A. And then there's also – it gives you access to all my online workshops. And maybe the best part possibly is a really – supportive and loving and fun uh facebook group of all the yeah. people in the tribe so uh you can learn about that at tesswhitehurst.com and click on good vibe tribe there's like three options at the top and good vibe tribe is one of them you can learn more about it watch videos of people talking about being in it and you can sign up oh, for the wait list fun. there oh is that new or were this it's been there for that? i don't know like what, a year? I, I can't. Oh. Something like that. My cup. Okay. Six months to two years. <laughs> so right. Somewhere in that vicinity. Pandemic time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And also, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, we really love them. Uh, we've been getting some lately that I, j- I mean, they're all great. It's just so nice to read them. Yeah, you know? they're not all great, but most of many of oh, them. The, all, I think there's two not great ones. <laughs> <laughs> we've discussed them before you don't need to <laughs> yeah you will be shamed if you leave a bad review no just kidding these ones were just like really ridiculous pointing tests out for stupid things yeah they're not they, real well yeah but anyway we do usually almost always love the reviews <laughs> and we would love it yeah, if you, would write if you don't want to leave a good review we don't mind you keeping that you to yourself. You have better things to do. Yeah. Also, know? why listen, really? Yeah. You should turn this off and do something you like to do. Mm-hmm. And also, then, don't talk about it on the thing. Just, <laughs> okay. Anyway. Just zip your lip. <laughs> um, so you can do that anywhere you listen to the podcast. And um, if you would like to ask us a question, you can do that by calling us at 828-333-7181. And you can or also ask us a question on our website. Just click ask That's a right. question and you can. there's a form there. So speaking of questions. Yeah. God, I'm really distracted by my face today because I haven't been, I told you, I keep forgetting, like I haven't been sleeping well and I feel like you can just see it, my face, like puffy. I mean, I can't looking. see it. I don't, I'm not seeing I it. I know my face pretty well and I see it. Anyway, um, I keep forgetting about the sleep temple until like I've been up for an hour. So I have mm. to remember it early on. Okay. Um, so Leah writes us with the question. We're just going to do one today because we kind of started late and we have to get to our guest, which we record after we do the whole thing. FYI. Okay. So Leah says, hi, ladies. I was wondering what you know about using clouds for magic slash energy healing. Recently during meditation, one of my guides advised me to use the clouds and I was like, LOL, what? I've read some people use them to for scrying. What do y'all think? Love you both and the pod so much. My sister and I listen and discuss every week. I love Ah, that's cool. I love thinking about people and their sisters talking about mm-hmm. it. Me too. <laughs> it's fun. Um, okay. So what's interesting, I don't know anything about scrying. Oh, it makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, I know. Like and now I'm starting to realize like how you would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like watching them and well what would you think well i was thinking about our our friend melissa's tarot course so our we we 
have a friend named Melissa Tipton and she's really smart and um, <laughs> magical. And she has a tarot course that we both took online. And in it, she talks about looking at the pictures intuitively without mm-hmm. needing to know like technically what these tarot cards mean. And so yes. she has these guided exercises for uh, getting a sense of how the the picture is moving or what stands out to you or mm-hmm. like what emotional aspects stand out to you in the imagery. Mm-hmm. So really that you could easily do that with clouds. If you, ha- yeah. you want to scry, if you want to ha- do an yeah. oracle reading, you ask your question, if there's clouds, you relax and look at them and see like, oh, what stands out to me? What images stand out? Or what are they moving up? Or do they seem to be moving down? And how does that feel energetically mm-hmm. like it's connected to my question? So mm-hmm. I could see that being a really powerful and deep way to yeah. get in touch with your intuition. Um, what I was going to say is it's really interesting that they said that to you because my – I think I talked about this last – or two weeks ago. Um, my guides have been ha- directing me to use the – like in my imagination, the elements of the earth for healing. So like, boy, it feels actually very powerful to use clouds. Like Mm -hmm. what I just got was, I mean, you should ask your own guides, by the way. I didn't mean to sound dismissive when I said that, but definitely I wonder if you ask them, well, what do you mean? Like, show me how, Mm -hmm. because I'm sure they'll tell you. But what I am feeling here is like they've been telling me like, oh, to release energy, they're showing me how to use the wind um, in your imagination, like carrying it away and releasing it to oh, the yeah. sky. Um, and with clouds, like I could see the same thing, like, but you know what I'm really getting right now is like talking to the, I know this might sound funny, but like first I was like, oh, releasing energy to the clouds, but then there's actually in doing it in your imagination, I'm kind of feeling them being wise and like giving information and talking back, like almost like taking on the energy of another guide, like a, a high spirit guide um, when you do it in your imagination like that. Like I just kind of saw it changing form when I gave it energy and then it turning into like a shape where it was speaking and so like giving information. Like in- envisioning clouds in your, vision, actually, in your imagination oh okay so you don't even need actual clouds you don't need actual oh, clouds okay yeah to me that's me though it's a very me answer in the sense that i do everything in my imagination oh, and i'm not well, working I, with actual i mean clouds. like i feel like you can do either like i have in my book holistic oh. energy magic one of the rituals is doing a tarot reading or an oracle reading without a deck is if you have a relationship oh. with a deck Mm-hmm. You can just totally. tune in, like what card's coming up in my mind. So yeah. either or, but if mm-hmm. it's the actual clouds, I mean, it does feel powerful that they're that water element and the air element in the sky. Like that yes. does yeah. feel like <laughs> it does yeah. kind of give you the sense that they're tuned mm-hmm. in to divine energy and wisdom. Yeah. I'm, my crown chakra is really buzzing now, though. So I think the one I'm talking about also, like that sounds great too, but like doing it in your imagination there's something about that there what i'm really getting right now is that there actually is a form of spirit guides like it might be coming from like a certain dimension or something that are actually using clouds in the imagination to 
um, speak, like to take form and give information and heal. Ah, it's the way they communicate. Yes. Oh, that's They're so like specifically using the imagery of clouds. Mm. And it may also actually be physical clouds, but like if you're tuned in in the moment, like... I could even see that happening too. Yeah, of like actually tuning into, but less about reading the shape they're taking and more just like connect, like having it be like the vehicle with which you connect to that energy mm-hmm. of this particular dimension, spirit oh, guides. So, so like you could look at it and then like see what, com- have them talk to you and see what comes up. This reminds me of um, in Star Trek The Next Generation, the Universal Translator. Is that what Uh it's called? (laughs) They have that when there's like, they can somehow translate languages of any sort of being. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. And that these are beings that communicate in a cloud language. Yes. Yeah. It's like that for some reason they're using clouds. It just seems like a good way to connect, I guess. It might be partly, I think, what the information I'm getting is because it's, like, everywhere a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not always a cloudy sky. But um. so, anyway, that's cool. Thanks for that question, Leah, because that really opened up a whole thing um, for me. Boy, I'm really, like, I can feel the crowd chakra buzzing because it's, like, I'm also getting the information now, like, for rainbows, like, I, this sounds so fucking woo woo. I know that I'm already. I talk to dead people. I talk to like I'm yeah, already we're as woo woo as I mean, you can we fucking get. Woo woo. Yeah, yeah. I know, but this is feels like <laughs> extra. But that's okay. I like talking to rainbows. Like there's actually like information. Uh-huh. I know that sounds whatever, but like I really got that. There's actually. If you tune into it, there's powerful information when you see a rainbow, like that that if you talk to it consciously i mean maybe this is like animism where you can talk to anything but it does feel like for some reason the energy of the sky and the things in the sky this is so neat like right right before the podcast when i was setting up i was like okay i gotta get all the you know everything set up for the podcast but then i had to stop because i noticed that outside it was sunny but there was rain and it was but it wasn't rain rain i was like little droplets of rain and so I had yeah. to go outside and just be like, whoa, I mean, there's clouds. I didn't see a rainbow, but I bet there was one the other direction. But Also, there's literally a rainbow on your head right now. Yeah, because like, I have and a crystal I know, in the window. But, I know, but it's not always there. And as you were talking, like when you were moving your head like that, you can't see it at the same time. It was on your third eye. Oh, my gosh. Like there was a circle rainbow. Like it was a circle and a rainbow on your third eye. Shit is getting trippy here. <laughs> there's real communication you know there's real communication and one of the things like as I started to put my class together was I was because a lot of people are like how do you talk to guides you know and I was starting to like formulate the class and the first piece of information I want to give is like it's not that it's not hard like if you can take Mm -hmm. that out of your mind yeah and think of it like you're just talking to your friend like as like oh I'm gonna pick up my phone and go call this person Mm -hmm. like if you can get out of your head that it's hard yeah 
then you will and believe that's also important because that's part of the communication. Like, can you imagine if you thought speaking in like, okay, your native language, whatever that is, like if you thought it was hard, like you didn't really trust, like if you like you say to me the words like, yes, and I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. me, I think that's what is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, then it's going to, I feel like I sound condescending. I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying like, if you're doubting the whole thing, then of course you're going to be like, I don't even know what I just heard. And actually people who doubt themselves have a hard time with communication just Mm -hmm. in their native language. Mm -hmm. They're like, they don't really believe what they're hearing. It's the same thing. Even though like if you doubt yourself and someone's like, you look great today. And then you're like, Oh, no, I don't really think they mean that. What they're they're probably just saying that to me to make me feel better or whatever. You're going to any communication you can doubt. And it's the same thing with guides. So if you just are like, "Oh, I trust." What's the big deal if I trust that what I'm hearing is true? Mm-hmm. I'll just see how that goes. Yeah, let me just try it cuz this yeah. I'm thinking about when I did wrote the magic of flowers and i went to the botanical garden uh descanso gardens in, oh, outside yeah. of la and every time before i would talk to a flower because i would channel the information directly from each flower i would be like is this gonna happen again this is crazy <laughs> like every time i do this i get information but what if it just stops <laughs> happening but because i just kept on letting there be the space for it like okay i'm just gonna show up again and i'm gonna listen again I'm going to tune in again every time it came through. But if I were to have been like, oh, I'm kind of doubting that this might happen. So I'm just not even going to give it the space or the time or I'm not even going to try, then it wouldn't have come through. Yeah. And again, it's the same with regular communication. So that is interesting. I love this this whole thing of the rainbow talking. I mean, you don't see a rainbow very often, but still... It mm-hmm. seems very magical. Yeah, I, I like that we're talking about this and we're tuning into it as a way of scrying or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing an oracle type of reading because mm-hmm. now our listeners can try it and it can become yeah. more of a thing that yeah. people and know about us, and have heard of. Please. So thanks tell to your guides you do this. Yeah. for Leah. pointing the way to this. Yeah. Um, also, please. Email us, leave us a voicemail, tell us if you do this. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I always forget to say this, but like the least best way to get a hold of us is on Instagram. So if yeah, you DM us there, we just forget to check. Oh, yes, well, don't yes. say it that way. I, that's <laughs> how I feel. Don't. I don't, I do, I oh. feel that way about getting Why? messages. On. I'm just like, please don't. I mean, right. I have no DMs in my bio, but because uh. they, I get so many emails already. Oh, you don't, don't like that. It, I don't find it, it annoying, but I do find it. I just never check it, and then I feel bad. Yeah, no, like, I mean, oh, I don't, once I get it and see expensive. it, I don't feel annoyed. But I don't like I messenger on Facebook. Like, how many ways do people need to contact me? It's like I have it disabled. I do not yeah. like it. Yeah, it, is it annoys me. Okay, <laughs> you can be annoyed. <laughs> 
But that's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying because I don't check it. And then I forget. And then I do check it. And then I'm like, oh, shit. This has been so long. I'm annoyed okay. with the mediums, not the people. I'm just right. annoyed that right. that is a thing that, like, Instagram thinks I want that. I don't. Hmm. Okay. So now. <laughs> I don't. I, I will just say <laughs> on my highest light healing one that I don't. I do check that. So I don't mind. I don't have no DMs, so you can DM me if you want. DM Natasha, not, not me, you guys. Yeah. Okay, so. Not with long questions, though. I will just say that. Like, if it's something for a reading, save it for that. I do have boundaries. Right. Let's be clear. Yeah, no, if sorry. If you're saying, I like, oh, I, I mean... like this, or, oh, hi, what a, the, then great, do it. Yeah, it's okay. not a free-for-all with with messaging Natasha on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we've established that. Okay, so <laughs> now we're going to talk to our guests. So the, our guest is Vincent Hickenbotham. Vincent did not have the best childhood. He experienced trauma, abuse, neglect, abandonment, and homelessness for decades. But out of this darkness, a practice of witchcraft emerged. Throughout life, with the help of witches and mental health professionals, he learned that healing was possible and magic exists all around us. Today, he is an author, a father, a husband, and a mm. devotee of Hecate. Vincent knows that all people are born with the ability to affect and change the world around them in both mundane and magical ways. It is his soul's purpose to help others find that power within themselves. So here's our interview with Vincent. Vinny, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm a big listener, actually. Like, I awesome. pay attention to y'all every week, so. That's so it's, nice. Yeah. Great <laughs> to hear. I love your book so much. So your book is How Witchcraft Saved Me. That's the way, that's what it's called. Saved yeah. my life. How Witchcraft, how, saved, how my witchcraft life. saved My Life. I love it so much. I love so many things about it. Um, maybe we could start by you sharing with our listeners just a general overview of how witchcraft saved your life. Yeah. So it's kind of multifaceted because there were a lot of these different situations throughout my life that were tumultuous. And every time there was a witch that was present who kind of guided me through it or helped me in some way. So that is one way that witchcraft saved my life. And then another way that witchcraft saved my life is that and through, through all of the things that I learned throughout my life, when I finally took it upon myself to really call myself a witch and, and really step into the um, identity of a witch, I had all of these like practical ideas and practices that were already there. And then when I was able to apply them to my life for transformative magic, I really started seeing changes that were vastly different from anything else that had ever happened. Like just regular choices that I had been making were getting me somewhere. But once I started actually applying magic to those practical mundane um, applications of getting change to, to work for me, it was exponential. And the development was much more um, on point and, and intense. Can you yeah. give us an example of that? I would love to know an example. Yeah. So um, 
this is so stupid but like the whole time I was in college I wanted to work for Ryobi like I wanted to design Ryobi power tools and oh. then um <laughs> I it, like it, that you said Ryobi that and like we would know what that oh is. yeah like that right, we, know, we know all about Ryobi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so power tools um I always yeah. wanted to design power tools for oh. a very specific company Ryobi okay. um and it was all because their color is green which is like <laughs> arbitrary but it's like my favorite color and so um when I moved to South Carolina and I was living in Anderson South Carolina at the time it turns out that the company that makes Ryobi is like based in Anderson and so I realized oh, wow. that and I was like oh I'm gonna work there I'm gonna work there I'm gonna work there and then I kept applying for the job like different jobs there as an industrial designer because I have a degree in industrial design oh. and so I kept doing that and doing that and I never got anywhere. So then like I went through this whole thing where I really called in my witchcraft and, and really started identifying as a witch. And then I started calling in a better job for myself. I was working in construction, but it wasn't a super, pay, a super high paying construction job. And then I got laid off and then I couldn't find a job for a while, but I started like, I started pitching to write the book that you guys have read and have me on the show for. And, um, and I started doing work around just opening the road to find a better job and to like be able to write the book while having a day job because you know that's how things work. Yeah. And um, ultimately, I found this temp position that turned out to be at the um, place like at TTI, which is the manufacturers of Ryobi. Oh. And so, like through all of this kind of like road opening, instead of like trying to do very specific, like get this job and get this kind of money. I just did road opening to get things out of my way. And then I started working at TTI on the same week that I got signed to write my book. Wow. And so like all of these roads opened all at once. And it was because I started learning how to apply it instead of being like, oh, I need to earn money. I need to like win the lottery. I started being like, okay, so the, the basics are I need a job that allows me to write a book and I want to do what I love to do all day long. And then mm -hmm. it turns out that I got exactly that. I started working with power tools. I'm not an industrial design, but like I still get to work with power tools. I get to teach people how to use their power tools wow. and fix their power tools, which is actually more fun than designing them. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just like, it all kind of like worked out at the same time. And it's, it's all based off of the magic that I learned how to do throughout my life. Yeah. Mm. So I like, because I feel like that was a big turning point for me and learning about magic was it's not like, Oh, I want, like you, you were talking about like, Oh, I want money. So I'm going to do a money spell. And then I want a job. So I'm going to do a, a spell to get that exact job where it's more like when you realize I'm going to align with this current of energy, that is this ideal flow for me that fits me. So let me right. get the energy out of the way that's standing in the way of that. So I can align with that flow. Right. Sounds like right. that's like what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. The whole time that I was kind of a dabbler, right, before I really called myself a witch, but I just kind of mm -hmm. dabbled in magic. I was like, all right, I need to win the lottery. I need this much money. I need yeah. this mm -hmm. job. And it would never work. But once I stopped yeah. doing that and I was like, I need these very specific things that can look however they need to, right? Like a job that does this, uh, the ability to do that and, and not like put these strict boundaries on it, strict borders on it, but just kind yeah. of allow for my path to lead me to what I need, not necessarily what I want. Yeah. Um, 
it, it kind of aligned better. And then I got what I want out of getting what I need. Cause you don't always know what you want. It, right. like, there's so many possibilities. Right. So if you yeah. can trust and let go and like, uh, non be non-attached to the outcome, yep. but no, like have a sense that it's going yeah. to be ideal for you. Yeah. I love that. Also because the universe, like you're putting strict parameters on the universe, mm-hmm. like the universe can't give you really what you do really need that you don't even know what you want if you're like sorry I'm only gonna take it if it's like up this pink lighter only (laughs) this pink light but then if you're like oh well what's the feeling behind that pink lighter that I want or how is that gonna serve me then you give the universe options yeah and trusting that you're one with that flow too right it's not you're not separate from it you don't have to like beg from it it's like you're instead you're tuning into it and flowing with it right right when you like kind of give away some of that control Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. allow yourself to kind of just get in the flow of the energy Mm -hmm. the energy takes you exactly where you need it to take you or where you ultimate ultimately need to be yeah that's really making me think about how like it's associated with lack when you mm-hmm. get real strict right. about it and yeah. you don't really feel like oh I am part of this flow I am this abundance but if it's 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 a weird kind of I don't know it's kind of counterintuitive but like when you clamp down on how you're going to get it from somewhere else it's almost like feeling like you don't have it like you have to limit your own yeah like you're not enough or I don't know um that's like the energy so of lack. Funny. so like that's so funny that you bring up lack so I kind of like set an intention for every moon cycle and the moon cycle that we're in right now my intention is like releasing lack mentality oh. or scarcity mentality and yeah. so the fact that you bring that up is so interesting to me because yeah. my whole goal is always like, I want to provide for my family. I want to do these things and I, I need this abundance in order to pull it off. But instead of being like, I need abundance, I'm like, no, I'm just going to give up this lack mentality. I'm going to stop thinking yes. that I'm lacking anything yes. and start realizing all of the things that I do have instead. Yes. And so I just feel like you saying that today, yes. like as we go into the um, waxing moon now, right? Like new moon's over, waxing is mm-hmm. beginning as we record. Yeah. Um, like it's just very reaffirming that I'm on the right path. And so I feel like, paying attention to those kind of signs that you receive from the universe. Like you speaking about it as a sign saying, Hey, you're on the right path, Vinny. Good job. Yeah. And also I was like, I know this is true, but I don't know how to formulate the sentence well, but I'm just going to say it anyway. And I don't even know if I really expressed it exactly how I meant it, but it's like, yeah, but you were supposed to, it's like in the energy field. Yeah. Talk about getting into that current. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I also want to, I want to read this quote. I, I like so many of the quotes and I mean, I love your book and so many of the quotes stood out to me and I want to read this one and talk about it. So you write real trauma happens all the time. And those who write about magic too often gloss over it mm. and you do not gloss over no. it. You talk <laughs> about the trauma. So could you share with our readers some of the traumas that you went through um, before you, um, before witchcraft saved your life, you know, as, because you talk about this as actually being all a part of the journey that helped mm-hmm. you yeah. to learn to 
be magical, to, to own your magic. So can you talk about some of the stuff that you've been through? Yeah. So like, I mean, from early childhood, I mean, from the very beginning, there was a lot of abuse and neglect um, mm-hmm. from my nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And then um, my parents divorced and my stepmother was extremely uh, physically abusive towards me. Uh-huh. Um and like emotionally and mentally abusive as well. And so a lot of that was incredibly traumatic. Um, learning that I was gay and losing my religion. Mm. Like, well, learning Jeez. isn't really the right word, but kind of like understanding that I was gay because I, I feel like I always knew, but mm-hmm. then understanding what it was and, and what I what I was. And then like basically learning from the church because I was very Catholic at the time. I wanted to be a priest my entire life oh, until I was like, wow. well, until they made it very clear that I was not okay. Yeah. And um, like, I really fell from religion in that way. And I think that that's a super traumatic thing that happens to a child when you lose your religion, like you yep. have all this faith and then you lose it. Like that's incredibly traumatic. Yes. And then, very you know, traumatic. I went on to be homeless for like a decade. And yeah. then, um, I had to like go into sex work and which is incredibly traumatic. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. whether you make the choice or not, sex work can be traumatic. There are definitely traumatic things that happen during sex work mm-hmm. that are uncomfortable or very, mm-hmm. uh, like they stick with you for years and decades <laughs> yeah. afterwards. And then like, even down to, um, I was a drug dealer for a long time and put into mm. really precarious situations in that way also, which all kind of became super traumatic. So yeah. like, all of these things, though, when I look at all of that homelessness, abuse, um, uh, being molested and sexually assaulted and, and going through sex work and all of these things, I wouldn't trade any of it because now I have this understanding and this viewpoint of the world that has allowed me to, to know, to like know clearly that everybody's on a path. And while like they might not all have the same traumas or as many traumas as other people, they're all as valid. They're all equally as valid because the the being beaten up compared to the being like forced into sex work for survival, um, survival sex is like super traumatic and it's just as traumatic as being beaten up. So if somebody like comes to me and they're like, oh, well, this traumatic thing happened, well, then I give them their space because whether I think it's traumatic or not, whether it would be traumatic to me or not doesn't matter. Like a person could simply find puberty to be traumatic and learning to understand that all traumas are equal is super important in that way. And I think Mm. that the traumas that I went through taught me to see them as all equal, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, you're to your body. Trauma is trauma. There's no Mm -hmm. like you can't compare it. Your body experiences it the way it does. You can't. Yeah, there's just no comparing. I like to how you talk about that. Your definition of witchcraft is fascinating to me. So this is one of the quotes that I wrote that has to do with your definition of witchcraft. A witch is a person actually trying to understand the world around them. They may want to find a better flow with the energy in their surroundings or attempt to understand themselves in order to heal. I love that definition of witch because you also talk about like witchcraft. It's not about how you look. It's not about whether you're doing moon rituals every full moon. It's really about that. It's about, and that to me, that makes me think of like really everything we talk about in the podcast, which is like, okay, I, I'm feeling this feeling I'm going through this challenge. Let me get honest with myself. Like what, 
what could, what can, how can I heal that? How can I really just feel those feelings, like that courage to show mm-hmm. up and to want to find new ways, whatever. And maybe it has to do with a spell. Maybe it's feng shui. Maybe it's working with a therapist, but that goal of like, I am going to show up and I'm going to learn to heal myself. And I'm going to learn to, and I, and I really identify, I mean, I, I was also molested as a child and I do really see that as being like having to kind of figure a way to feel okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. in addition to other traumas, like my parents getting divorced and feeling, you know, just emotionally not safe in my environments and all of that, like that, I I was like, all right. And I know Natasha has spoken about this too. Like when you found um, the new age movement, it was because you were like, I have, have to do something <laughs> you know, like yeah. like we yeah. can't we, we can't we don't want to be in the world with this much pain so yeah. how can we heal and to me I just love that because that is like yeah that is that is the way to define witchcraft it's not somebody who does spells regularly it's right. somebody who wants to heal themselves right I think that like I I think one of the most interesting things that I've learned in the witchcraft community is that we're all seeking our own empowerment in some way. And I think that many of us, maybe not everyone, right? Like, because there's no absolutes, but many of us are seeking empowerment because we have come out of something or like we're walking through a storm and we're like, I need to find my umbrella, Mm. right? And so often I think that magic allows us to take on that feeling of control of the Mm -hmm. situation even though like let's be honest we're never really in control but like we are able to kind of start working with the energies around us to almost like get a little bit more control like it it's like having instead of having one person who's pulling a line to get something out of the pond right like if you're fishing and your fish is huge you might need a second person or a third person to help you get that line out of the water well magic is that second or third person Mm -hmm. and i think that like so many witches come to magic and come to witchcraft because we're seeking that second and third person that Mm -hmm. kind of like hand to get through and so i think absolutely like magic and witchcraft is is certainly a um uh, a helping hand to so kind of get us there. Yeah. Sorry. I'm curious about like, do you have a daily practice or like hmm. a ritual or, you know, some kind of practice that you yeah. do? That- Absolutely. I definitely have a daily practice. In fact, I wake up every day and mm-hmm. um, I wake up at like 326 is when I set my alarm right now because it's, that's my birthday. <laughs> In the morning? Um, yeah. In Aries. Yeah. yeah, you have yeah. Steven Tyler's birthday. Oh, I'm sorry stop that it. I know that. Is that Steven Tyler's <laughs> birthday? You know no. who else's birthday it is? And I always no. thought it was the best. Um, was um she's from the Supremes. I can't think of her name Diana right now. Ross? Diana Ross. Yes. Oh. Diana Ross and I have the same birthday. And I feel like maybe Leonard Nimoy also, oh, but I could boy. be wrong on that one. This I is might the be wrong. Star Trek reference in this podcast episode. Stop. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so um but wait a yeah. minute, that's very early. I mean, yeah. my birthday, yeah, I love 129 because that's my birthday, but I don't get up at 129 because I do, I do like getting up very, very early. I will say it, there's yeah. something um, magical about it. 
So it used to be that I would just wake up at three and then Mm -hmm. I started working at home. And so it made it much easier to wake up like a little bit later, but I have to wake up that early for my daily practice because my daily practice isn't just about magic. My daily practice is about like reaching goals as well. So like I'm a writer, I came here to write. I am incarnate on this earth to write books and Mm -hmm. to like deliver message. I don't know if it's messages or if it's one message or if there's going to be like more later, like, Mm -hmm. I just know that I know why I'm here. I'm very, Uh very clear on my sole purpose. And so, um, I have to wake up at three because I need like at least five hours to write before I have to start my day job. And then I don't want to, I don't want to do it after work because that's my time with my husband. And I don't want to do it on the weekends because that's my time with my sons. So like, I take the time to, you know, like organize my life around it. So my daily practice. Very dedicated. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I came here to do something and that is exactly what I'm doing. And it's, it, it didn't really become clear until I really was like, I'm a witch and this is what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. I started developing a daily practice. It used to be that I would wake up early to get to the gym, but I gave up the gym. Like I had to sacrifice Mm. something in order to like, do what I came here to do and so now I just have to like focus on my diet better and like try to move around because my job is very sentient or whatever it's called like where you don't move around mm-hmm. um I always forget words when I'm on podcasts I don't know why <laughs> um, maybe it's what you meant maybe probably no, yeah there's another word that's not coming into my mind right now but sedentary okay. That's what it is. Oh, yes. sedentary. Yes, that's, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Thank you. <laughs> so like I just sit at a computer all day and, and with writing, I do that also. So I try to be as active as I can at other times and whatever. But like for my daily practice, when I wake up at 326, it's like just me. And I sit down at my altar, which is like next to my sleeping husband because we live in a very small house. So like my altar is in my bedroom and my husband's sleeping and I light my candle and I work with Hecate specifically, like only Hecate. Mm. And so I do a whole, like gratitude thing where I'm thankful for everything that is mundane in my life like the roof over my head Mm. and the car that I drive and the job that I have and the two dollars that might be in my bank account right like instead of being like oh I wish I had twenty dollars I'm like thank you that I have two dollars right now you know like whatever the case may be and then I start like I develop from there and I start thinking about all right well thank you for giving me the gift to write words and thank you for giving me the gift to understand when I'm receiving messages and then I like it just like kind of goes from mundane to more magical things. And I just kind of start listing off all the things that I'm grateful for. So that's like the first part. And then I leave my candle lit and I go sit down and like, I take a minute with like the nighttime because it's always dark out at three in the morning. And so I sit outside and I just kind of like smoke cigarettes and talk to the sun or not the sun, but the stars and like the moon or whatever's going on out there. If it's raining, I talk to the rain, like whatever. And I just kind of like, connect to the natural world for a moment and then I come inside and I get my coffee going and I always stir it clockwise and I call in the words and then I sit down at my computer with my coffee and I just start writing and this Mm. is all part of like my daily magical practice because everything that I write comes to me from channeling I believe I believe Mm -hmm. that like often when I'm writing I'll like zone out and then I'll read back over like a thousand or two thousand words I'm like did that really just come out of me? Like, I don't even know know, how that happened. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then, um, 
once that's all done and I'm done writing for the day and I'm ready to like take my shower and, and go into work mode, I go blow out my candle, I get in the shower and I just start my day. But mm. so like for about five hours of my day, while I'm doing mundane things, they're still part of my like daily magical practice so that I am reaching the goals that I believe that my soul came here to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So that brings me to another quote I want to read. Is that okay? okay. Am, I, am I talking to no, you, No, I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, no. I just was like, I wasn't yeah, sure if I talking. was hogging all the questions. Okay. No. So here's the quote. I love this so much. What makes all of us magical is our ability to bend the world to our will. What makes all of us special is the ingenuity of our human race. We evolve, we adapt, we manipulate the elements around us in order to get what we want. And that is the basis of witchcraft. That is why magic is our birthright. So I love this because this is so true about humans, like humans in general, it's amazing what we just, just having the intention. I mean, having any intention, like I want to eat, like yesterday, I wanted to have tofu curry and I cooked tofu curry and then I had it and I ate (laughs) it and it was great. But like, (laughs) it's just like the simple things like that, that we can do that as human beings, we have an intention and then we create it. And something as simple as cooking a meal or getting a beverage that you want out of the fridge, like that we have the intention and then we make it happen. But then with magic, it's like, we're adding we're adding something into that. It's like now, yeah, now I'm recognizing that intention and now I'm creating the space for it to flow through. And now I'm noticing the things that might be getting in the way of me. You know, it's like, we're getting even kind of more getting into the invisible stuff behind bringing Mm -hmm. that visible stuff through. I I just really like that you compare it in that way because it, it also shows that it isn't just our magic isn't just when we we cast a circle and we do a spell or or meditating or whatever it's always it's a way we're interacting with the world with our lives with our intentions and our goals so so beautiful that that um comparison but or not comparison but like a, a calling out that's what magic is it's what humans right. do Right. Well, I mean, like you can look at it in really basic terms, right? Like Thomas Edison or, or Thomas Edison or like even Nikola Tesla, right? They were like, I want to harness electricity. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. Well, like they're aligning themselves with the energies around them to do that. Right. And maybe they weren't witches and being like, I am going to put all of this like energy into it. But like magic takes all of this mundane work. And then yeah. I think that what separates witches who identify as witches, right? From the mundane people who don't necessarily identify themselves as witches is that we understand that that's what we're doing. We are cognizant of the fact that we're like, okay, I want this thing and I'm going to get this thing and I'm going to align myself to this thing. Whereas like, I don't know, maybe like the guy who made Facebook, whatever his name is, was (laughs) like, I'm going to create this platform for people. And like, he just did it from this very technical and scientific point of view, but maybe he never realized that like, he was actually tapping into this energy of community mm-hmm. that like existed. And had he been more cognizant, maybe it wouldn't be such a shit show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe it would have turned out a little bit better. Right. From, Who from, actually, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say like, maybe it would have turned out a little bit better from having that better alignment, from being more aware of the alignment and tapping into it in a more positive and almost like cognizant way yeah 
Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was like, I think he, I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions, but I would say that he probably, it was maybe that he saw it wasn't as um, like, he did have a strong intention and we're seeing the fruits of that. And it wasn't like he purposefully wasn't so quote, you know, positively aligned. Like well, he, he just had wanted to phrase, make move fast and break things. That was the oh. intention. Well, there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and he but- didn't care as much about, he did think like, oh, here's an opportunity to get all these people together, but it wasn't, the intention wasn't working with the divine to create loving community (laughs) right yeah it was not that but i wanted to say that i think tesla was a witch because you know how with the radio like he when he conceived of radio waves he had a dream of his mom before she died and then he woke up and he found out his mom had died and he thought oh i must have been it was like he had a concept or a picture of a wavelength uh, because of that. Cool. I know. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know this. Yeah. yeah. I didn't and then know the this. what's the other thing that he invented? The um, alternating current. He yeah. um, or discovered he had a vision. Do you know that one? He like he had it kind of like fell to I the ground know. and what ha- was having a sort of a seizure type situation and had a mm. vision of like mm. a picture of whatever something that lent uh, lent itself to the alternating that's, current he had a very open crown and mm-hmm. six chakras yeah that's like. so amazing i think that that's exactly what witches are doing like mm-hmm. we're tapping into energies that we don't perceive necessarily in the normal like i don't know five senses right and like probably we have a lot more than five senses let's face oh, it definitely like, we i do. mean like especially as witches we're like super cognizant of the fact that we have clair senses too and that's right. like a whole nother set of senses so I think you talk about that too yeah I do yeah yeah um I think that you know like especially in case of Nikola Tesla he was um he was definitely ahead of his time and very likely I mean maybe he wasn't practicing witchcraft I don't know he could have been but like probably a witch I think everyone's a witch I Uh very very much think everyone has the propensity to be a witch right but like it's all about when you accept it and then you like start actively pursuing that as a path is when it like really taps in locks in Mm -hmm. yeah you can I mean whether you I mean like I don't really I don't know how I feel about for me the label it doesn't fit as well but it's but I'm tapped into the other you know otherworldly stuff using divine energy using all the you know talking to dead people all that stuff so you could call me a witch technically I don't know (laughs) but it's really about using magic and the universe and using the unseen um the unseen energies to create your life that we're not just so like we're not just our physical bodies and the world has much more than what we're aware of mm-hmm. right right um, I think yeah I think that like a person identifying as a witch is just a label like however yeah. you call it or whatever you are are identifying your path as is the right label for you so like I like the term witch because it kind of encompasses everything and I'm certainly not like Sabrina the teenage witch with like (laughs) you know magic school and stuff like that (laughs) like at the same time like I identify witchcraft for me as this thing where I'm connected to all of the elements and and for me that's what witchcraft is but like maybe 
maybe your identification for witchcraft is something different than what you identify yourself as. And that's totally mm-hmm. normal and fine because yeah. at the end of the day, it's all sort of metaphysical anyway. Right. Exactly. So like yeah. calling yourself a metaphysicist is like weird. It's in a mouthful. <laughs> like, so, uh, just, you could do I don't know. I kind of like it when you could. When, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I hadn't considered that before, but now I like it. Makes me feel like a scientist. Yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. witchy scientist. Um, we do have to wrap up, unfortunately, but is there what? Okay, (laughs) so so we know you're an Aries, and then what's your moon sign and your rising sign? Um, I'm actually a triple fire, so I'm an Aries Sag Sag. Wow, wow, that's a lot. I can see it, I can see the the light, definitely. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) that fire is for sure there. Um, so can you or let's just say real quick was there anything that we didn't cover that you would like people to know before we did it do you think we did it Vinny? i think we did it okay and where can people find you um the best place to find me is on instagram just oh, okay. following me on instagram makes you aware of everything that i'm doing because i'm pretty good about posting whatever's going on in my life or whatever I'm up to. Um, and that's at Vincent underscore Higginbotham. So it's pretty Great. simple. Okay. I have to follow you. I don't think I am. Yet. Yeah. I recommend it. Hey, I recommend have- everyone follow Vinny. It's his videos are great. They make you feel oh, happy and magical. So you got to do it. Fun. Are <laughs> your dogs on there real quick? Oh yeah. Um, They are not, but I feel like it, they oh, should be. They, so they should will, be. I will make yeah. an effort. I will definitely yeah. make more effort for the dogs. More dogs okay. on the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's sure. important. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Vinny. We love Thanks talking. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Okay. I hope that you liked it. Me and too. Again, we haven't actually done it in real time over here, but I'm sure it was great. So now it's time for the energy report. So, you know, as I already mentioned this week, I mean, we both mentioned it's been a lot for a lot of people, especially around relationships. And, you know, I mean, I've been seeing the whole gamut, like relationships with, you know, um, romantic partners, with parents, with religion, with job, like, it's just like everything. And that's what's happened this past week. But coming up when I, it's weird because it feels more like a scorpionic energy, you know, like Scorpio. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Way more than Libra. And well, that's not true. It feels like like Scorpio in Libra if like they had a baby. <laughs> well, the past <laughs> couple of days, like at the time of this recording, the moon yeah. has been in Scorpio. Yeah, but it's kind of it feel when I feel into the week ahead, it feels similar. Like my feeling about it is like water, which is mm-hmm. not Libra. It's Scorpio, and it feels like deep. Wa- it just feels very Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. But this Libra element, <clears throat> excuse me, the Libra element is um the relationships. So, um, my advice for this week is to be all about your boundaries, like really mm. being clear so that you know what's your stuff and what's other people's stuff. 
Um, you know, I'll just say real quick that I had a very helpful experience with my guides um, in the temple where I was dealing with this thing and, or like, well, kind of like just self-worth stuff. And actually it was the Billy Eilish thing, like the me at 15. And what I, what I, they showed me was that like, I basically had little, they showed me globes on my eyes that were my mother's eyes. Like it was Mm. like, it was like I had her world view as little globes on my eyes to look at this part of my life with. And so I was like, oh, this isn't mine. So I just handed it back to her. And then I got so much information because it was all of which I've been posting about a lot on Instagram. But it's like all about how she was very black and white thinking oriented, like somebody, everybody, not just me. And it was interesting to see it as her worldview as opposed to being about me. You know, it helped me depersonalize it and also handing it back to her and her guides was so helpful. I feel like I really so much, but it really helped me to see how like, you know, ev- people were either terrible or or just like amazing and you can't, but mostly they were terrible. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. included me. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute here. I don't even trust her opinion about, I didn't trust her opinion about anybody. Why would I trust it about myself? Yeah. I, like, you know, but also I saw how like this black and white thinking filled in the blanks with like, and there was no nuance. So like, you can't be, if she's thinking like, ugh, you're just bad, then it's like she misses so much of me, yeah. you know, yeah. and the world. There's just so much nuance. Anyway, that's a long way of saying like, I was able to know like, determine what was mine and what was somebody else's when I called when I was clear about what was mine in the first place does that make sense like by like calling my energy so my advice is to call your energy back to you you can do any kind of clearing I love chakra clearings but even just a simple like filling up with light and imagine anything you don't want either washing away in water or going into the earth to be you know recycled um, because the other part of that is, this is the last thing I say, that just like a big piece of this week was also allowing yourself to know what you know. So yes. if you know, like if you, if I was like, oh no, like I have did this a lot this week, actually just in little subtle ways. Well, like, oh, she means well, so it's okay. Like I know she wants the best for me, so it's okay. But then it's like, well, that may be true, but also know what else is true, which is my, this, she did some, I'm just like being vague, but whatever, like this person maybe hurt your feelings. And so like, you can still have your feelings hurt. And if you know that truth and admit to yourself, okay, this did happen, mm-hmm. then you can, it just feels so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you're, it, that's a way, knowing what you know is owning your power. It's a, it's affirming your intuition it's affirming your information it's you know and that doesn't mean you have to demonize the other person Mm -hmm. it just means you know what you know and the more you do that the more that's another way of calling your energy back to you Mm -hmm. so and then you can feel what you're feeling and all of that so that's my advice for the week do a clearing short or long i have a chakra meditation test does or just you know again 
just throughout the day. Oh, I'm calling my energy back to me or checking in. Is my energy over there with that person who I'm worried about or that job I'm worried about? Or is it with me? And then I can feel my feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because part of the Mercury Retrograde Challenge that's on my website, in this past week, there was a journaling prompt. What is the thing that you know, but you don't know? Oh, I missed that. I've yeah, which was it, it was when that. what's that? I said I've been looking at a lot of those, but I missed that one. Oh yeah, it was when the moon was in Scorpio, but you can do it any you can go back and do it. It there were other ways I phrased it to in case that particular phrasing wasn't as inspiring for you. It could be like what is what am I not allowing myself to admit to myself? Like mm-hmm. those kinds of ways you can just see like mm-hmm. things from your past, things from the present. And it's interesting too, just kind of like with the thing I said about the flowers, even mm-hmm. if you think like, oh, I don't have any answer to that. But when you mm-hmm. sit with a pen and a paper and you're like, I'm just going to write and see what comes through, it, you'll be surprised when you commit yes. to giving that question time and space with or, a pen and paper. Yes. And even you can use it when something comes up that upsets you. Like, And you're getting confused. That's if you're getting confused with something that upsets you, that's a good way to know that there's something you're not allowing yourself to just know. Mm -hmm. Because then you're trying to figure it out or like trying to find a way around it. So you can ask yourself if you get triggered at some point, just ask like, okay, is there anything here that I'm not allowing myself to know? Mm -hmm. It could be a way you feel or it could be like a story that you're telling about something that isn't Mm -hmm. the full picture. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now it's time for practical magic. So I am glad the uh, energy report was that because I feel like that helps give form and structure to practical magic because this week, because I personally am feeling the emotions of this Mercury retrograde so deeply it like for me i'm really feeling like this upcoming week is going to be about cre- uh, creating space allowing space like entering into silence not necessarily loading up with extra work or busy work so mm-hmm. that i can just kind of like have some create some more clarity or not like I okay I need to figure everything out but more like let me just have some space here so that I can just naturally get some perspective and let myself process through so um so for you that might be like extra time to rest or to take a bath or go out in nature leave your phone off like for uh, whole stretches during the day um, and you could also do continue to do the mercury retrograde the 22 day mercury retrograde challenge that's on my website you can do it in order or you can like start now or you can go see which things which days are calling to you in a certain day um, but those are all designed to help that process of unwinding getting in touch creating greater order like revisiting old stories or perspectives or um, like structures so that you can restructure and heal. Uh, It's like, it just feels like this really deep untangling and deep clearing right now. So that's what I'm thinking for practical magic is not like you have to add anything to your schedule (laughs) or your magical 
plate, <laughs> just yeah. just kind of like create more space and and heal as best you can. And, and but boundaries that that to me this is all about. This is kind of talking about boundaries is mm. putting boundaries around your time and your focus so that you can just like have greater silence and stillness and let the clarities flow through in its own time. Yeah, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, before we pick our card for the week, let's do a little housekeeping. Yes. Um, so you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. Um, you can sign up for the waitlist, my mailing list, any other class. I have little one-off classes on there as well. Um, you can find, oh, and my newsletter. Um, you can find me at Instagram at highestlighthealing where I have been posting a lot about, you know, it's good. If you like the energy report, you'll like my Instagram because I, talk about the themes of the week in there and how to deal with it throughout the day. I mean, each day usually. Um, and you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. Ask us a question, sign up for our newsletter where we post, um, Tess does it every week where she posts pictures of the cards and talk the guest info. Um, you can find us on Magic Monday Pod on Facebook, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. And uh, I think that's it. And Instagram. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find the 22-Day Mercury Retrograde Challenge. And you can learn about the Good Vibe Tribe. And then you can search my blog and find all kinds of spells and rituals and guided meditations, magical inspiration. You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at TessWhitehurst on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst and on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst author. All right. Well, I got a new deck. This I treated myself to a new deck. It's an astrology um, um, oracle deck, and it's by Lily Ashwell. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you want to write that down? Oh, yeah. Good idea. um heavenly body it's called the heavenly bodies astrology that's the name of the oracle deck Mm -hmm. by lily ashwell okay and i picked trine which is a lovely aspect in astrology okay um and it says angelic support harmony and perfect flow so a trine occurs when two planets sit 120 degrees away from each other, supporting each other in expression and flow. This lovely, uncomplicated aspect indicates an area of ease and harmony in your life. It can reveal where you find simple joys, innate values, and gifts. Planets and trine are not intertwined and thus don't um, compete for expression. What's more, this aspect often comes as a supportive antidote for um, for other challenges you face. And while trines can absolutely appear without an equal challenge, um, they often appear in areas where you need some extra support, like guardian angels. So the omen this week is how they put it, is your angels are so proud of the work you've done to get here. You've kept your heart soft through obstacles and let divine lessons shape you. Now you are a more authentic expression of your heavenly soul and you're entering a beautiful time of harmony. 
Instead of picking yourself apart and choosing pieces to express or suppress, can you embrace yourself as a brilliant whole? The more you connect to yourself in your entirety, the more you sink with the divine current that carries you. And as you surrender into this loving tide, life feels abundant, blessed, joyful, and perfectly aligned because it is. (gasps) That feels exactly like what is happening during Mercury retrograde in Libra. Yeah. I mean, it feels gnarly to for me to go through the <laughs> yeah. emotions, but like it feels yeah. like that's what is aligning in exactly yeah. that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I really love it. I yeah, I, yeah, I had uh, the other I can't remember time anymore, but I remember really feeling I was going to do an Instagram post about it, just like how every like the whole part of all of you is beautiful and wonderful like it's the wholeness it's not like oh i like this part and i like that no oh, all, I know. Even the, the whole thing is yeah. is celebratory yes and i love this card for that like whatever's going on even if it is gnarly like that you are lot like the whole part of you is just perfect all yes. of it not the whole part of you the whole of you <laughs> and also to ask for angels <laughs> that the angelic support is there. Mm-hmm. Um, your guides are there. And so, like, don't forget to ask if you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So I drew Yarrow from my Magic oh. of Flowers Oracle. And that the name of this card is Protective Shield. So it is about boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's also about creating space. It's like the stuff we both talked about. So yeah. um, noticing like one of the, the something that's standing out. There's I always well at the end of each card description. I have a list of potential meanings. And this one is standing out to me. Do not allow any person, place, or situation to drain you of energy. Stand in your power and enlist the support of divine protection and love. Mm. I feel like that is what I'm pointing to, too, is like the creating space so that we can, like that's part of the clarity that I feel like wants to come through is what is draining you so that you can say no to it, kind of like yeah. get it out of your yeah. field and your life as part of what we're learning during this Mercury retrograde period. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we hope you have a wonderful week. See you next time. Thanks for listening.